Welcome to the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, Brett Still, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Jonathan Detroit Haynes. How you doing, man? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? What's up? Doing well. And also, of course, joining us also, of course, as always, with Captain Phil Ruxy. Phil, how are we doing? What's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, other than my team not looking too good, it's going to be a long season. But other than that, pretty good. Oh, we're, we're definitely going to hit on hit on our teams for a second, I'm sure today. Um, but right now, let's go to the results of KDFL Week One. Take it away, Detroit. <clears throat> yes, we start out with last year's runner-up, the Marmette Midnight Riders, as they go to a Hurricane to take on the Wampus Cats. Well, Don't interrupt me. Threw you off. I knew it. Hey. Anyways, Midnight Riders came in as a heavy favorite, but uh, Aaron, I don't know what this guy. This guy's a weirdo. Rogers put up a whopping two point seven points. He did get a monster game out of Justin Jefferson, who looks like an absolute stud again. Uh, his. He only started one quarterback this week. I didn't realize that. Keenan Allen was his other offensive player. who only had 10 points. Cat making a guest appearance. Sorry about that. <laughs> Wampus Cats. Kyler Guy Murray with 23 points. Uh, started Tony Pollard with only five points. But he had monster games across the board. Herbert, A.J. Brown. Defensive guys getting 27 points. I mean, when you have a week like that, it's just hard to beat. So, Hurricane upset 255 to 227. All right. And next we head to Nocatee, where the Zen Masters probably wish they had picked a different or picked up the prescriptions from a different pharmacy this week, as Jameis <laughs> oh, scores 24 for the, Why is it um, drugs? the Masters. But he's the only he's the only starter to score over 20. For the Zen Masters, meanwhile, Mika Fitzpatrick has a huge day for the pharmacist, scoring 39 to lead all scorers in this one. And the pharmacist tell the Zen Masters that insurance does not cover this prescription, and they get the win 259 to 195. We go to Dogtown next with everybody's preseason darling, the Dogtown Dobermans host, Captain Phil's Wake Forest Lumberjacks. QB1 himself, Josh Allen, does not disappoint in the season opener with 32 points. The Lumberjacks, with the dreaded lead scorer being a defensive player, is Tracy Walker with 24 points. No one else shows up in Wake Forest. A lot of twos, a lot of threes, a lot of fours across the board there. And it is Pity City in Dogtown with Michael Pittman Jr., Matt Ryan's favorite target now, scoring 27. And then Javante, better than Michael Carter-Williams, pours in 20 to put the Dobermans over the Lumberjacks, 239 to 179. Next, we go to the Roxalina Renegades as my Elkview River Rats come to town to take them on. And man, did my team suck. I think we have 19 starters in this league offense, defense, and kicker. I only had four or five guys meet the projections. That's not a way to win. Uh, the Renegades got monster games from DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor. And they take me down 228 to 199. All right. And next we head to Melbourne, where apparently it's not always sunny in the Sunshine State. 
Um, Jerry, Judy, Antonio Gibson, and Micah Parsons combined for 55 for the Mega Powers. Um, but they could have doubled those scores, and it still wouldn't have been enough as Wentz scores 31, Devin White and Harrison Smith combined for 38 for the Gamblers as they run away with this one, 235 to 174. Finally, it's our week one game of the week. It's the ring ceremony game. South Charles, South Hills, Evil Empire hosts the Canal County Kings. Patrick Mahomes reaffirms himself as that MVP player, leading all QBs in week one with 40 points. Mac Jones threw his back out, throwing for a whopping 213 yards as he scores nine points for the Canal County Kings. Geno Smith, a rare highlight for the Kings, coming back. Not written off with 21 of his own, but Barkley, Cup, and Chase combined for 96 points, and the Evil Empire make a statement in week one. Win big, 339 to 211, and that is it for your KDFL 2022 week one results. Boys, 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 what a week one it was. A pretty exciting uh, start to the NFL season. Oh, I, yeah, to- Season, for us three, let's hit. Yeah, let's hit on that for two quick seconds. Of course, the Falcons <laughs> do what the Falcons do, uh, but we'll start with me and I'll kick to y'all. But I did find the cheat code, boys, and this is I, I used to bet just the opposite team every every game, right? Money line, give me the other team, whatever. That's not that's kind of a wimpy, and I don't I don't love it. What I did do was when we t- first turned the ball over, down sixteen or up sixteen in the fourth. Threw down the the uh, money line on the Saints. Got plus four forty. Was paid for my pain and suffering. So it eased the pain just a little bit. But I hate so much that it was the Saints of all teams, and I hate so much it was Michael Thomas, who's just such a jerk, dude. So Falcons do what they do. That was when we needed whatever. You're all two teams. A little bit more, you know, skin in the game. I'd say this year. So a little bit more to lose. Yeah, my Lions, uh, I, I wasn't expecting them to beat the Eagles because I, I really think the Eagles are going to be very good this year. Uh, I saw some positives. I also saw a lot of negatives. Defense is still very, very bad. Linebacker core might be the worst in the entire NFL. Um, def- defensive line got after the quarterback, got some pressure, but they lost contain very easily when Hurts would run out on them. Uh, offense, like I said, looked good, but Jared Goff – for the Lions to win games like that, he has to play perfect. And how often do we see Jared Goff play perfect? They put up 35 points, but he just had an awful – I think late in the second quarter, he only had like three completions for six yards. So, I'm just – I'm over him. I'm already looking forward to uh, our next – who we're going to draft in the next year. But, I mean, I did see some positives. The offense does look good. They got some nice little young core. That O line's nice. Yeah, I mean the the Lions had a lot more positives in Week One than the Packers did. Um, I mean, I feel like the Packers always start off a little slow though. But and I had a feeling that Adams not being there anymore would have a little bit of an impact, but I didn't expect it to have as big of an impact as it did. I mean, AJ Dillon led the team in receptions with five. Um, I mean, Rodgers kind of spread the ball around a little bit, but it just wasn't it just wasn't much there that day, and they couldn't really get the running game going. Um, Aaron Jones only had five carries. I mean, it's just most of all, I'm just mad that it impacted my fantasy team really poorly. <laughs> it, 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 it felt like the drop by Watson was like all she wrote for that game. 
It felt yeah, like that's yeah, all everybody's yeah. going to talk about. It felt like it just whatever they were going to do just kind of fell apart there too. Um, okay, so we're talking that, about NFL. We go ahead. Fall apart because of one play at the beginning of the game. Are you really a good team though? Right. I just felt well. Yeah. I you know, 100. It just felt like it was okay. That, that connects. <laughs> it might be a whole different game. It really is that simple. Did I mean did a did a Lions fan really just say that? Really? <laughs> 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 All right, so NFL uh, week one. Let's go through. Uh, give me something that kind of stood out to you, uh, Detroit, from week one. I mean, we'll say what we'll do after the recap about something that surprises from the week before. Go ahead. Mine was just the Bengals this week. Um, they all we heard during the offseason was how they beefed up that O line because Burrow got crushed. I mean, all last year, right. what they end up doing, they come out, give up seven sacks to the Steelers. Burrow throws, what, four interceptions? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had a, they lost a fumble or something like that, too. Yeah. They yeah. just – they played terrible. Uh, you don't want to start out your year like that, especially when you got Mitchell Trubisky on the other side as the quarterback, and it's a division rival. I was really surprised that they couldn't beat the Steelers. I mean, they did do everything to lose that game, but I hope for Burrow and the Bengals fans' sake that that was just a one-game kind of thing. But if that old line's like that again for the rest of the year, Bur- Burrow's going to get hurt. Right. That was a, a big focus of theirs. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Phil, what stood out to you? Yeah, I think what stood out to me was um, my Super Bowl prediction for this season. <laughs> um, I had the Colts over the Cowboys. Wow. Uh, Colts didn't look too good. I mean, they tied with probably what most, most people would consider the worst team in the league, the Texans, with 20 points. Cowboys are basically shut down by the Bucks. I know Dak got hurt late in the game, um, but he wasn't doing much before that. I think he was like under 50% completion percentage. Um, he's probably going to miss several games this year. Um, so Cowboys aren't in a good spot. I think I just had too much trust in Matt Ryan. I mean, I hate to say that, Britt. Because um, he's been on my fantasy teams for so long. Um, I think I just had too much trust in him. I don't know. I could be wrong. Hopefully he turns it around. The Colts turn it around, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, to me, it was – it turns out that preseason matters. It turns out that uh, coaching matters. Um, a lot of a lot of crazy, sloppy, sloppy football um, from a lot of teams that weren't involved heavily in the preseason. You have – I mean, Russ didn't do much in the preseason – I don't know if he played at all, actually. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers didn't play at all, right, in the preseason. Um, I don't think – I don't remember Dak playing at all in the preseason. Of all these teams that that didn't do anything hardly uh, – I don't believe Stafford played at all. Um, all these teams that didn't do anything hardly in the preseason. And it shows because you got to think – I mean, we used to have four preseason games um, and you'd have at least a half of your starters in there. And you can't – no matter what you do, you can't duplicate – you know, game atmosphere. It's impossible right. to duplicate through practice. So I think we, I think we saw a lot of that. The Broncos look like an absolute mess. Uh, I, I've never, I mean, that just must be new offense with with new, um, new head coach that the delay of games running it so close. I think I saw the tweet that on that last play, Peyton Manning called timeout sixty two times. If the if you count how many times he did this in the camera, he called he called timeout sixty two times, and the Broncos called none. Um, I won't understand. I like we've talked about. It, I am glad to see the coach kind of take accountability for it. But I mean, 
It's amazing to see some of the, the coaches are people too, I guess, because these are some bonehead mistakes. It makes no every sense. Year, every year you have these coaches with terrible time management. I, I don't get it. Every year you see this. I, I heard it suggested that maybe they should have, you know, a dedicated person that that's their job. And then uh, the rebuttal was, I feel like it's not unreasonable to ask you as a head coach to be able to prepare for these situations and know what the hell's going on in the football game. Um, also, so many like weird decisions, so many punts when you, when you shouldn't have punted. Arthur Smith's punts, fourth and one at midfield, gives the Saints the ball. I mean, it's just so, so much like that's just crap scared yeah. football. I mean. Well, that's like, uh, kind of reminds me of, WVU because Phil's pointing out right. right there. Right. I mean, the jury's out on this stuff, guys. The, ju- or the jury, sorry, the jury's back on this stuff. You know that it's 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 better to go for to go for these ninety percent of the time. Like it just amazes me that we still have these type of decisions um, being made. But if only, teams, if only they'd let us run these franchises, they'd be so much better. I mean. Oh, yeah. Not to, I, I mean, I'm not going to keep two out of three of us will be in the Super Bowl every year. That's <laughs> true. Well, one of us will one. Never mind. We're all in the NFC. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know because the, the criticism of Shanahan, right, was pushing the gas too much in the Super Bowl, cost the Falcons a game. Now the criticism is most certainly not pushing the gas enough and playing like not to not to lose. But I mean, whatever. I don't know what to do in Atlanta. It's a new coach. It's a new quarterback. It's a new scheme. <laughs> Everything is different, and it's still we still manage to do this. So I don't know. It's a cursed city or a cursed football team, I guess. But whatever. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. We're talking about other teams this week. Um, okay. So anything else from the NFL NFL season or week one? Sorry. No. Okay. So in the spirit. Everybody and their mom in every show this week is going to be doing an overreaction type bit. I mean, it's just what you do after week one, after waiting for football for so many months. It's what you do. And there's a lot to uh, react and overreact to. Um, we're going to do a slight spin on that. We have a list of players. We're each going to, we're each going to you know, offer up one, or I'm sorry, two. And we're going to do, these are all players that had a very bad showing. Uh, in in week in week one, um, we're gonna talk about is this is this for real or not? Is this the new normal for this player? But also at the end of that, we're gonna kind of caveat another player to, that we would compare them to um, of how we feel like they're gonna finish. So that's a little bit of the different piece. That's a little bit where we might uh, have some back and forth on that. So um, Detroit, I want you to go first with your the wide receiver that you have. Okay, well, I don't have someone that I'm going to compare him to. I was just bringing up. I mean, I give this guy the notes. I even wrote, I even wrote out texts of how we want to do this, and still. Uh, okay. Anyways, we'll we'll figure it out. You guys can help me with this. I got you on the first one because I literally okay. wrote out the script. So the first time to go with was the first game of the year, and that was the Rams and the Bills. And the Rams' new acquisition of Allen Robinson as a wide receiver. Oh, everyone thinks he was going to be the next Odell Beckham for them. I mean, it's only one game. My man had one catch for 12 yards. And when I went back and looked at this, or was digging up some information, Allen Robertson was on the field for 95% of the snaps and still only got one catch. 
Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with Stafford doesn't know how to look at anybody besides Cooper Cup. But uh, my man just did not look good. I think everybody was expecting Robinson to break out a little bit with that team. So is this kind of a thing that we're going to see the rest of the year? I mean, obviously he's not going to get just one catch. But is he really going to be a number two guy? I don't know. Um, okay, so I'll start. So I'll set this template, set this template down for you guys right now. Um, I uh, I think this is the new normal for Allen Robinson. I really do because I know I know it's, there's a lot of factors working against him that don't seem apparent on the surface. Last year he was legitimately bad for, but it was the Bears' offense, so people wrote it off as that. This year, yeah, it's the Rams' offense, but I don't. I'm a little bit freaked out about Stafford's elbow. It feels a lot like injuries that we've seen in the past where it's no big deal. It's no big deal, but it's always there. And whenever I hear he'll have to, he'll, he'll just play, play through the pain. It's always hard for me to say uh, alarm bells go off, play through the pain. Yeah. He'll manage it. It will shoot him up. With God knows what uh, they do with these players now, but before, before the games. So if, if you, if you're asking me, <laughs> Allen Robinson, I think this is more of what we'll see from him um, and less of what the expectations were. And just to give you a little example here, I could see him finishing behind a healthy Julio Jones if Julio Jones plays, something like that. Uh, I did have Russell Gage originally as an example, but Russell Gage is not healthy at all, like it's just hamstrings or whatever. So uh, move up to the next person on offense. I could see Julio Jones, a healthy Julio Jones finishing ahead of Allen Robinson this year. Right. What do you think, Phil? Um, I mean, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be um, more in the range of like a down year Robert Woods. Like a one year he had like in the 50s or 60s in catches. I think that's reasonable. Top 24, um, Robert Woods. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not talking about this season. I'm talking about I know, this I know, I know. like six, six or 700 yards, a couple touchdowns. I think. I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay, but he's not going to be. Um, like a top receiver. I mean, I don't think he's going to be what people were hoping he was going to be when he went there. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Phil, bring up, bring up your first player. Yeah. I mean, I got to go Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, I feel like that's the obvious choice here. <laughs> um, like I said earlier in the show, I think not having Devontae Adams is playing, uh, is, is making it kind of difficult for him to, um, get the ball spread around, spread around. Um, and they didn't get Jones involved enough. I think that had a played a role in Aaron Rodgers not having a great game. I mean, he had 195 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. That's like not even close to Aaron Rodgers' normal stats. I mean, that's like Jared Goff's stats at that. Uh, Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think he's going to – I know what you're saying. Receivers or what? I know last year everyone's like, well, the Packers lost their first game of the season. They're going to be fine. They came back and just all that. Well, last year they had Adams. This year they've got a bunch of rookies. I know they're breaking in two of those guys. I think it's going to take him a while to kind of get in rhythm with those guys, but I definitely do not see him being anywhere close to an MVP kind of season. I see him more – I actually see him outside the top ten. Fantasy wise, do you have a QB in mind? My chance. 
Uh, I would, I want to say my buddy Keith's favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, look, he went 22 for 34, 195 yards, one interception, one fumble. I mean, 2.7 points. I mean, Dak outscored him miraculously. Um, and I think I think Father Time's here on this. And I think Father Time is coming with, hey, you have no weapons for real now. Uh, <laughs> like, it's not – I mean, you have nothing he's, now. You have rookies. He's already kind of thrown his team under the bus, too. And he's I, I think he's – He's done more media than we've ever seen him do. Is that is that right? I mean, do you all agree with that? Seems like he's yeah. done more media. Um, yeah, I can see him kind of hoping to uh, hoping to transition into the media. I think spot he, out at the end of the season. I, think, I mean, I think this is it. Like, I think I don't know how much longer he is. You know, for this league, it just seems like he's always seemed like that guy who didn't always really want to be there. <laughs> now he has Chicago at home yeah. this week, and that usually is a get right game for him. Um, has been, you know, throughout his career, you know, famous. I own you. I always, I always own you. Um, I got two quarterbacks, and one is a far reach. <laughs> I'm wondering if if he, if he finishes worse than Carson Wentz. <laughs> that's, that's a tough oh, one. But hey, look, Carson Wentz looks so good. I'm trying not to get caught up in the moment. Uh, the other one, uh, I really like the Kirk Cousin comp. See who would finish there. I think that's a, a great line. I, I threw. Uh, we'll go home here. I'll throw Matt Ryan in there um, for if he'll finish better or, or worse. I'm, I'm, that's right around that area. It's it's tough. Like that's the area we're looking at. Um, yeah, but I think this is now two point seven points is absurd, of course. But I mean, him right. having like thirty or forty point games, I think it might be a thing of the past consistently at least. Okay, um, I will say with the Bears coming up, um, if he doesn't have like two fifty, three hundred yards, two plus touchdowns, then it may be time to really seriously panic and think that this season may not go as people are expecting. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Let me see. I'm finding my, my first guy here. Oh, come on. Are you not oh, prepared? Yeah, I, I'm the one that's not uh, prepared there. Okay. So my first guy, since we just uh, want to get them out of the way here, Alvin Kamara, 7.6 points last week, nine carries, 39 yards. Here's the concerning part, three catches for seven. That's usually, I mean, you know, where, where the money's made for him is is out of the backfield. So not the start you were hoping for uh, from him, even though he fell a little bit because the suspension worse, he still was taken, obviously, as a top RB8, 8 to 10 probably, was where his average draft was. So, uh, guys, give me one of you. Give me what you see uh, for Kamara this year. I I don't know. I don't. The Saints are kind of hard to figure out to me. I know they got Michael Thomas back, and he had a good game. As you can, I'm sure you got yeah. first hand experience last week. I can attest. I I don't know. I I don't think he's a top ten kind of running back anymore. Uh, I know that he got banged up. They're saying something about ribs or something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I, I don't think we're going to see Kamara like we have in the past. I'm going to say mm, he's more maybe like a, an Aaron Jones this year. I don't know. Is that too? 
It depends on it depends on what Aaron Jones is, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Aaron Jones was considered to, to be a step back candidate a little bit this year, so I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, Aaron Jones put up 10 points, so what can you do? Uh, Phil, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of have to agree with you, Trey, on this. Um, I don't think he's going to be what we've seen in the past for him, for sure. I kind of feel like could be wrong, but like more of like a Miles Sanders. I mean, I feel like he has so had some good it. weeks in in his career. Um, then he's had some really some weeks where he gets maybe like two touches, which doesn't make any sense because I think he's like one of the best players that the Eagles have. Um, so I think he could go that way for Camaro this year. Yeah, Miles Sanders was was who I was looking at just now because I don't have a lot of. It's not him, though. Honestly, in my opinion, it's not him. I think that he was he was much closer tied to Drew Brees than what than what people realize as far as the play style, um, as far as the dump offs and how good he was at at making something out of that. Um, Looking at looking at comps, who what could I see finishing right ahead of him? Oh, (laughs) shoot. Oh, do I want to go Homer that hard? Uh, let's, let's go. Uh, let's do, oh, God. No, that's too much. Uh, okay. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of a player that I could see finishing overhead, but some of these are way, like I was thinking about uh, ETN. Um, that's pretty far. That could be pretty far down there for where, <laughs> where, I mean, assuming everybody's healthy, of course. Um, Yeah, I, I could see him finishing way behind, like a, a Javante Williams, of course. Uh, I think I think Javante Williams will outperform him this year. I don't know how bold that is. I mean, we're coming off one week where Javante Williams had 13 more points, but uh, he was definitely was not drafted ahead of him. So I I could see him finishing behind that. All right, Detroit, give me your give me your second guy. All right, my second guy is a guy I acquired via trade this year um, to help boost up my wide receiver core. Uh, and that's Mike Williams of the Chargers. Uh, my man was a wide receiver number 15 last year. He had six games with at least 18 points. Uh, however, this past Sunday, he had a whopping two catches for 10 yards. And that is with Allen getting hurt in the first half. And, uh, he still only had two catches. So he, he he's kind of one of those boomer bust wide receivers anyways, as last year would show you. Uh, I thought that him and Herbert, and I th- I'm pretty sure this is a contract year for him. I figured he would be uh, just go all balls out. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's going to happen. That might just be one week he scores – 15 plus points and next week he's only getting six or seven and I, I'm going to compare him more of to maybe a Brandon Cooks I don't know if that's you have Brandon Cooks finishing ahead of him yeah I definitely I think okay. Brandon Cooks will finish ahead of him okay Phil what do we think yeah I mean I have to agree with him I feel like he's just kind of a big play receiver um, if he doesn't hit that home run he doesn't score a lot of points um, I just I looked it up, by the way. Cooks was number 20 last year's wide receiver. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll finish probably a little lower than that. I'd say like mid-20s. I was thinking like Cooks or maybe like a – I don't know. I feel like Amari Cooper hasn't 
lived up to expectations recently. I think he could have like similar numbers to him. I don't know. I don't think Cooper's going to be any good either this year, obviously, because of their quarterback situation. Yeah. You got, are you guys getting the game? If you think he's going to drop down, you say a receiver that sucks that's going to finish ahead of him. If you think he's going to boom, you say a receiver that's oh, good that's going to finish him up. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get him like close to where I think that guy's going to finish, so kind of yeah. compare him to that guy. <laughs> I'm not worried about like one in front or one behind. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just how we that's just how we laid out the segment. I mean, now we can just call audibles. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't really understand the segment. I don't even remember you talking about this beforehand. So oh, either I could be wrong, but I don't think you said anything about this. Oh <laughs> yeah. man, this this podcast will come with the accompanied message to the fans that they can see where okay. I wrote this out, the script and all. Anyway, you both are wrong. Funny. Our fans don't you just I don't remember. Yell at us, so. I'm pretty sure there's no part in there where you said compare it to another player or anything like that. Taking the mic out. Listen, you are wrong on two fronts. <laughs> you're wrong on the se- you're wrong on the segment, and you're wrong on Mike Williams. Uh, yes, he's going to boom or bust, but that is the ride you get with Mike Williams. It's going to be far more booms than bust as long as he stays healthy. And to give you a player, a little shock and awe here that I think that he could finish ahead of. Mr. Miami Dolphin himself, Tyreek Hill. I could see Mike Williams going up and getting his spot. I don't think so, but I hope so. Yeah. Why would you hope so? Because he's on my team. Oh, you trade it for him. You trade it for him. That's right. Yeah. I, was, I, I thought I was comparing to Midnight Rider to Midnight Rider. No, he doesn't even listen to us. He does not listen to us. Because I was just banging my head on how we're butchering the segment right now. All right, Phil. All right, Phil. Phil, Phil. Did we, we didn't even know where to take this segment. <laughs> Philip, Roxy. Okay. okay. My second guy is going to be Zeke. Um, he only scored 5.9 points. Uh, let's see. 10 carries for like 50 some yards. Um, I think Pollard got like six carries, so not that many more than Pollard. Um, I mean, the, overall, the offense didn't look great, anyways, but I think like Father Tom's catch up to him, too. I think it's going to be. A pretty rough season for him. I mean, he's good. I think he'll have some good games, um, but I don't think he's going to be even close to what he was when he had some really good years. Um, I'll let you guys talk while I try to figure out who I think he's going to be close to. I'm going to say David Montgomery. Oh, boy. Ooh. That is actually – shoot. I was looking at him a second ago, and I totally forgot Jesus, who I was looking at. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, David Montgomery was a guy that came to my mind. Um, I think he's done. I honestly think it's going to be closer to Devin Singletary type numbers. Oh, my God, guys. Ruthless. Okay, go ahead. Tell us how we're wrong and you're right. No, I'm just telling you. I just, it's pretty ruthless. He was clearly the best running back in their backfield last week. But, I mean, I'm not saying much. Yeah, I mean, 10 for saying, 52. Exactly. <laughs> the, visor, the visor looks sweet as could be. Um, I mean, he's definitely Dax gone. But what does Dax gone mean? Throwing the ball. So, see, the problem I'm worried about. The only reason I'm I'm a little bit down on because he wasn't taken overly high. It was like second or third round in redrafts. Um, the only reason I'm a little bit down on him is because he might have to block now more. So, uh, because he's a better blocker than Pollard is too. Um. I could see uh, actually uh, the Montgomery is not the Montgomery is not crazy. Um, 
He just gave us I all did, kinds of crap when I said I, my you got, you, Phil said Devin Singletary, dude. My God. I just blew his mind. Oh, yeah. He just oh, focus. He yeah. went up the pitch. He went up and looked at um yeah, I mean I could see I could see him I could see him being out outscored. Dave Montgomery, David Singletary are pretty Just pick a player. Uh, I could see James Conner getting him if he stays healthy. James Conner uh, scored more than Zeke like too. That last yeah, year. Yeah, that's a good one too. I think it almost Holly. could be James Conner without the touchdowns. I mean, that's basically what made right, him last yeah. year. All right. Our last guy. By the way, we just picked apart two, the two uh, main candidates that the Poker Pharmacist traded for last year. That was unintentional, I assure you. Unintentional. Uh, <laughs> we love next, you, LJ. Next up, the guy that was supposed to take the next step hasn't yet. Now he's lost his quarterback for four or eight games, depending on who you talk to in Dallas. This is wide receiver C.D. Lamb, two for 29 and 4.9 fancy points last week. Detroit, what do we think about CD Lamb? Is this a one? Is this an anomaly or is this the new normal for him? I think it's the new normal for him. And we hate everybody, dude. I, I, I don't see. They can't. They're not going to be able to really throw the ball anyways. And when they do try to throw the ball, teams are just going to center on him because he's their number one. I'm not even sure he's really a number one. I know I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail from the Cowboy fans in our league now, but. I just – I don't see it. Uh, I'm not even sure where he finished last year. It's about – I would say about 12th. Right now. I'm counting, I'm counting as we go on here. Oh, it was about 13. Yeah, I don't – I'm not saying he's going to be like 30th. I see him down about 20, maybe the low 20s. I'm going to say he's going to be more like uh, T. Higgins. Okay. By the way, the example had T. Higgins in it, so it's, it's incepted into your brain. That's where you came up with that name out of nowhere. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I just glanced down at my list over here. Yeah, I, mean, I have to agree with Dieter on this. Um, it's going to be tough for him with uh, all the injuries around him. Zeke didn't look super great, um, so that's going to play have an impact on the offense. I think I have a feeling it's going to be more like a DJ Moore. I mean, he's usually – Okay, a like decent him. receiver, but the team is not usually that great around him. So he has some big weeks. Sometimes he doesn't do a whole lot. So I think DJ Moore kind of ranges where he's going to finish. Okay, I'll switch this up on this final guy here. I'll give you some names. You tell me You tell me who, who you'd rather have, okay? So he's already uh, changing the rules here. All well, right, I'm trying to, make a, trying to make it so the listeners haven't checked out by now. Um, Deontay Johnson. Uh, what are you asking me? My thinking, Deontay Johnson or CD Lamb? Okay, okay. I thought you you were going on to your guy. Oh, no, that is your guy. Never mind. This is it. (laughs) Thankfully, this is the last one. I'm going, I'm still going to go CD Lamb. Bill, Mm, I'm going to go Deontay Johnson. All right, Corlin Sutton. Mm, I'm going Lamb. Bill? Yeah, I'm going to go Lamb on this one. Okay, I'll do – I was going to do Jerry Jr. because they were taken back-to-back in the KDFL drafts, but I think we both go Lamb on that as well. No, I'd go Judy. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I think he's going to have a bigger year than. Yeah, I mean, I got to go Judy, too. I mean, he's got Russ. I mean, Russ isn't great, but. I mean. Okay. All right, last one. I'll go try to arrange it up. Or I had, I had him ready. Mm. Is Mike Evans both Mike Evans? Yeah, I don't think I think I like Mike Evans a little bit more because that's that's Brady's touchdown guy. Yeah, I agree. Especially with Godwin um, getting hurt again. I mean, he's he's going to be the guy for sure. I want to find one more that you would take over Lamb. I'm trying to find it. Oh um, my gosh! Let's just drag this segment on for more. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. There's obvious I mean, ones. People already checked easy. out, so it doesn't matter at this point. Um, Anybody taking Jalen Waddle over CD Lamb? Uh, he had more points last year than Lamb, so yeah, I'm gonna. I guess I am. That's his ball, doesn't it? That feels bold, yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? It does. I don't think so because I think Tyreek Hill is gonna. That's true. Tyreek Hill would. Yeah, that's true. So I think I'll take CD over there. Water. Okay. Right, we it. Don't... Yeah, we ranged it in. Yeah, we ranged it in a little bit. Uh, ranged it a little bit there. Okay, so that's our. We were way more negative than I anticipated. So we either are very big <laughs> and over. That's <laughs> true. We're either uh, we're either in, we're either victims of the overreacting or or uh, there is a lot of players we don't like. So in Detroit, I uh, I messed this up again. I didn't go in the proper flow here. You I have know. something that grinds your gears this this season. So yeah, far. we're gonna bring we're gonna bring back this little thing. Uh, some of you will remember we actually had a website where we would <laughs> write some. We all had our own little things. Mine was what grinds Detroit's gears. Uh, so each week I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna do one thing, except for this week. I have two things on my mind. <sighs> the number one thing that grinds my gears is I'm going to take this to college football. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've brought this up on other podcasts before in the past, but this one just – it just killed me this past weekend when we have a certain member in our league. Yes, Mr. Reed, I'm talking about you. With your SEC oh. gifts, SEC this, SEC that. Why do people root for – conferences. I don't understand that. I am a Michigan fan. You think I give... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to swear because this is a friendly family podcast. He was going to say a rat's ass. Yeah, yes. I was about to do it too, Phil. Like Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State are playing anybody. I'm not rooting for them so I can say, ooh, Big Ten, we got a big win tonight. Yay! Who cares? It drives me insane. So does Vandy and Tennessee get to raise a SEC championship banner when Alabama or Georgia wins? No. So can we stop with the conference pride crap? It's nauseating. I just hate it. It drives me nuts. I do agree. I do agree. I do agree with you there. Bill, you got any thoughts on that before I go to my next one? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with, especially seeing the SEC gift and shit all the time. <laughs> um, 
the only thing I could say against that is like when I would like want the Big Twelve to make it to the playoff or something like that. That's my would be my only argument. I never get. I, mean, it. I wouldn't care. Like <laughs> once a team got in there, I would be like, oh, screw them. I wish it was West Virginia. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess a part of me like if someone like Rutgers ever got really good, I'd be right. like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't care if my team's not in it. I don't. Definitely don't want someone in my conference doing it, right. just because they'll their fans will rub it in. So, all right, my next segment or my next one is it's just a real small thing I want to hit on. And is, we all love fantasy football. We love. We're probably. I know I'm in at least. I don't know six leagues or something like that. For the owners, they create fantasy leagues and only have one starting quarterback. <coughs> Brett, what, oh, what are you doing? It's dumb. It devalues the quarterback. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, the league. I was like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? He broke his hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Give me a super flex, man. Give me, I agree. Give me that extra. No, I agree. Um, we've pushed for that in other leagues. The, the one league that uh, uh, we run outside of here, we'll be going that to, to that next year as well, more than likely. I don't like um, not having so many players not in the mix. And I don't like, yeah, devaluing to where, oh, if I lose this guy, who cares? I'll just, like, a lot of people are yeah, sweating just, losing Dak because I could just plug it in with a, a Wentz or a Matt Ryan or whatever for a week or two. Because yeah. in some, like some leagues. Am I the only one that doesn't like, I'm sure I'm not, doesn't like a league with team defense. I mean, hate I hate those leagues. Yeah, I don't like. That's I, what I it don't used to be back IDPs. in the day before IDP. <laughs> I, I don't even like kickers, but I'd rather have a kicker than a team defense. Oh, Sorry. for sure. Yeah. But while you guys are getting ready to move on to the next segment, I got to go grab my paper that had the results and everything from last week. Be back okay. in ten minutes. Oh well, we'll do some reading. We'll do some reading here for the fans. But did he say ten minutes? That's what he said, I think. <laughs> yeah, you said minutes are... Uh, okay. To feel some air, I'm just going to go through each team and let, name off the players on the roster. So... Look, we can go sure, through I'm this. Joking, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not minutes. Definitely it really sounds like you said minutes. It's on tape. Roll it back. All right, let me find... Let me find roll back that roll. footage. We are going to roll right now into KDFL Week 2. And we are going to start. Oh, fun fact about this week. We have no 1-0 uh, teams playing each other, no 0-1 teams playing each other. Everybody with one win is playing somebody with one loss to start us out. And to start us out, Detroit's going to go over the records from last week. Haha, <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> All right, so last week in our predictions, I did the best, 5-1. and one. The only game I lost, we all took the pharmacist. Or no, wait. The game I lost was we all took the Midnight Riders over the Wampus Cats. That was really the only upset of the week. So I was 5-1. and one. Phil, you were 4-2. and two. And Brett, you were a whopping 2-4. and four. I took a lot of underdogs. Didn't work out. Some things never change, people. Take a lot of underdogs. Um, I guess I'll touch on our locks and all that when we go to do that at the end. Okay. All right. So starting us off this week here, let me pull it up. Our first game, the South Hills Evil Empire 
taking on Phil's Wake Forest Lumberjacks. Phil, I'll go to you first and Detroit and me. Yeah, I did do a lot of research on these matchups. Um, Shocked! Especially, especially, well, yeah. I probably don't even need to say that. <laughs> especially this one. I mean, it's not even going to be close. Uh, the Eve Empire, his roster is stacked. Meanwhile, my roster is whatever the opposite of stacked is. Um, it's not going to be good. I'm going to lose pretty big, so I'm taking the Evil Empire here. Yeah, I'm not going to um... – these picks that we do every week, I'm not going to go too detailed because what's the point? Yeah, you guys just keep shocking everybody. Well, also, before you interrupted me, I'm just – let's be honest, people. This season's – I don't even know why we're even playing this. The Evil Empire are just – it's a monster. I, I don't want to say it because he's going to let us all know it. I mean, he does anyways. It's just stupid. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, yeah. Derek Henry, Joe Mixon – Saquon Barkley, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Gabe Davis, Travis Kelsey, and Jalen Hurts. That is like a Madden team that you just traded off <laughs> the best players. It's dumb. I don't even know. Just give him the belt. Add the little thing. It's not even going to be close. There Wait, might be one or two forward? teams. Yeah, I mean, there might be one or two teams in this league that might catch them on an off day during the playoffs, but – I'm honestly, I do not see him losing more than one game during the regular season, if that even happens. So, obviously, I'm taking the evil umpire. I mean, you never know what will happen in fantasy season. There's injuries and whatnot, all, all, but it is going to take something like that to derail this team. Um, yeah, 63-point uh, favorite. We're going to lock in the evil umpire uh, for a week two win. Uh, now, if we could go – a little bit more in depth with our beautiful <laughs> next matchup. The Hurricane Opus Cats, uh, favored by 10 points as they travel to Nakatee to take on the Zen Masters. Big week for the Wampus Cats last week. Uh, scored, I think they're one of the few that scored more than their project when they were projected. So, Phil, what do you see this week? Yeah, I mean, I expected me to go a little more in depth as a, I mean, that's a, just a ridiculous expectation. Can't there speak to it right now. Um, it's not going to be good for Zen Masters. I think the Lumpus Cats are going to keep it rolling. Um, Justin Herbert's looking really good. And that's about all I got on that one, so Wampus Cats. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, – I really think the Wampus Cats are going to start this season out 2-0. Uh, I saw J.K. Dobbins. He was practicing fully this today, so he might get a little bit of a, you know, extra – First, can't even think what the word I was trying to say there. Uh, If you look at the comparison, he has the edge on everything except tight end and a couple of defensive players. I don't think – it's only a 10-point spread, but no offense, Zen Masters. I think you're going to go down by about 30 this week. Uh I think I'm going to do it. I am going to take the Zen Masters to win this game. I can't. I can't get away from the dag on underdogs. I, it's got the look at. I mean, let's break it down a little bit. Hunter Renfro surely will not have as bad as a week as he had last week. The Raiders cannot win by just forcing the ball to Devontae Adams all game long. Surely Carr will be able to adjust from that. 
Um, so I expect a stat connection there. I also love that he has uh, Hollywood Brown to cuff Kyler Murray's success a little bit. J.K. Dobbins, he's going to be in a pickle if he starts because he's not going to get a full work- workload. Also, uh, interesting tidbit about this game, Ken Walker debut is supposed to happen. So I don't think he was not going to get a lot. I mean, Penny looked good, but uh, we should see a little bit of Ken Walker. So this is going to be the big trade that went down after the draft last year, the two players going against each other. I cannot wait for Brees Hall to get a little bit easier schedule, but I'm going to take the Zen Masters to get this done here. You know what? You've, you've convinced for me. Pressure. You've changed my mind. I'm going to switch to the Zen Masters after that analysis. <laughs> look at the, look at it. Look at me go, dude. <laughs> Lewis Riddick. Piggybacking. Lewis Riddick. <laughs> All right. I'm changing it. <laughs> Lewis Riddick. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one's me, right? Yes, it is. Sadly. Oh, God. Why did I just do it with the Zen Master? Okay. It is the Roxanne Renegades 1 0 traveling to Melbourne to take on the Mega Powers. They are 24 point favorites. Phil, take us away. I mean, in years past, this would have been a pretty decent matchup for like six and seven place teams. Um, <laughs> But not this year, I don't think. Uh, the Renegades are a whole lot better. Mega Powers are about where they were. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trey Lance, I think he's going to have a little better week. I mean, hopefully it's not a flood this time. That he has oh, to man. play in. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor for the Renegades, he should have a big week. Matt Stafford, I think he's going to have a good week too. And Tua Tagovailoa, Bailoa, Lava. He's going to have a pretty good week as well. Somebody go with the Renegades here. Yeah, I, I really like the Renegades this year. We talked about that last week. I think Stafford does have a bounce back week against the Falcons. And he's got that three running back monster, even though Montgomery – I mean, last week they were playing in a monsoon. So, uh, I think Swift and Taylor going to have huge weeks. We're still yet – I mean, we got to see more out of Trey Lance. Once again, they played on a monsoon. I know, but let's see what he can do. Uh, what do you? I don't know. I, I was. I do like Drake London. I watched a little bit of him. I think. Uh, I think he's going to be good. I like. To, I hope he goes up against Ramsey this week. It'd be kind of cool. I'm saying, that. yeah. So, but with that said, I'm still taking the Renegades. Um, I was looking at this. Swift is going to play, even though he got held out today. Yeah they're, just, yeah, they're just holding up, guys. They're banged up a little bit. I, I, I truly did. I, I came into this ready to take the Mega Powers, but um, he's got so many favorable matchups. Jonathan Taylor at Jacksonville. Um, and I do think that London's going to see Ramsey. It would be a nice little twist if uh, Ramsey tells Pitt some. By the way, not alarmed yet, but when do we start getting a little uh, 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 about the unicorn, Kyle Pitts? Like, I mean, it's on the watch list for uh, uh, uh. that's what watch list it's on. Also, Trey Lance, Kyle, okay. Shan- Kyle Shanahan, look at the oh boy, Kyle, here we go. Kyle, stop trying to prove you're some freaking genius every week. Get your damn playmakers the ball and help Lance out. Juwan, what is his freaking last name? Juwan Jennings led your team in targets with six. You have you have a red quarterback. You have freaking Debo Samuel. And Juwan Jennings gets loose the damn team in targets. 
Just so you can prove you're some damn wizard. This is like Sean Payton all over again. Get it together. Get back in gear and freaking light these teams up. Trey Lance better freaking go off top 10 quarterback this week. I swear to God, this is driving me insane. All right. Well, Rock, I can't Renegades win. Renegades win. Renegades win. Mega powers cover the spread, though. Just telling you. (laughs) Super rush season. Okay. (laughs) No one has ever said that. All right. Next up. This is my last. uh, uh, Okay. I'm all frazzled now. Kings and Dobermans. The Kanaka Kings travel to Dunbar to take on the one and oh. Talk town offer. Oh, I forgot he left Dunbar, didn't he? Because of my yeah. Um, Dogtown. We're back in Dogtown now. Paying a shitload in relocation fees is read. Um, <laughs> Thirty-three point favorites. Phil, take it away. Kings versus Durban. Yeah, as usual, I don't have much on this one. Um, Kings are not gonna not gonna have a great season. I don't think so. Meanwhile, the Dobermans are. I don't know. I feel like he's finally here. It's, I feel like he's been a year away for the last few seasons. Um, but yeah, Allen, Josh Allen is unstoppable. Joe Burr, uh, I think he's definitely going to bounce back. Um, and then Najee Harris, um, he didn't have a super good game last week, but I think he's going to have a good game this week. So Doberman's over the Kings. Yeah, I mean, when you're starting Geno Smith, no offense, Brett. I mean, Phil. Yeah, you know, you Geno for MVP. Okay. Okay. Hashtag. Uh, I, I, you know, Dogtown, as you were saying, they're 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 finally putting it together. Mister SEC himself has done all right. The only thing, you look at his roster though, and he does have one weak spot, I think, and that's tight end. I mean, Commit had what zero last week. He goose egged, yeah, 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 and I think that's really his only tight end. Oh. Not really seeing. He's got Irv Smith Jr. and Adam Trotman. So Trotman, but I, you're there. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so I, I think he needs to somehow maybe acquire a tight end or something like that. But uh, oh, Reed, I know you listen to this, buddy. Okay, just take that message right there, buddy. Okay, I might have a tight end that's an eagle. <laughs> I'm just saying for myself. Um, but yeah, I like the Dobermans. Okay, Dobermans. Um, listen, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Gino, that was awesome. Nice little revitalization. But just because he said that fancy line that was probably pre-planned, there's no way that wasn't pre-planned at all for him to say that, write me off, didn't write back. But this guy didn't do jack in the second half, guys, at all. And he's being heralded. He didn't even throw for 200 yards. Like, he's being heralded as some great thing. And it was nice to see. Who knows what could have been if he wasn't a freaking blockhead. But, um, I mean, he's not. I mean, okay. he's not, nothing over the top. I don't know why Mac Jones isn't in yet. Maybe he had an injury scare. I'm sure that will come in and replace Hines as the second offensive player. Um, but that being said, again, I talked about the Colts game, the Jags defense. I love Pittman. He's going to tear it up. Uh, Josh Allen, first home opener for the Bills. It's going to be electric in there with the expectations this team has this season. And they're built for warm weather, which it still will be um, in Buffalo. So give me the Germans. Okay, let's see. We got one, two more. Two more games are semi-main. I think it's our highest combined total, uh, albeit a 20-point spread. We have the Poker Pharmacist 1-0 visiting the 0-1 Midnight Riders. Take it away, Mr. Phil Rexy. 
Captain Phil Rexy. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the slight upset of a 25 points or something like that. And I'm going to take the River Rats to get the win here. Uh, um, we're not on that game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was already looking at that. I wasn't even listening. Spoiler. To what did he say? Pharmacists and Midnight Riders. Okay. Yeah, let's go back up there. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'll just go Midnight Riders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. Great. Yeah. Um, I got to keep the people entertained, okay? Looking at this matchup, well, Kamara's a little binged up for the pharmacists. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I'm starting to come around on that guy. Uh, I do like him. Russell Wilson, I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Uh, you look at the Aaron Rodgers for the Midnight Riders, he's going to bounce back against the Bears. Uh, Eckler didn't have all that great of a game, to be honest, last week. If you look at his fantasy stats. Nope. I, I think he'll be fine. I like the Midnight Riders. I think it's going to be close, though. I mean, we can't, in good conscience, bash on the two leading running backs for the poker pharmacists and say that their best days are far behind them and then take them to beat the runner-up last year. So, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Midnight Riders. Eckler, yeah, 50% of snaps last week. You have to see that improve, and he'll go – He'll go Thursday. Jeff Wilson gets to start now, so big upgrade at running back for the Midnight Riders due to injury to Elijah Mitchell because, remember, that was the Jamal Williams spot. And if Kyle Shanahan listens to my pump-up speech, he'll have Jeff Wilson. He'll have Debo getting the rock, um, and we finally get Baker Mayfield in there as the uh, second quarterback so we're not doing the offensive player non-quarterback in the super flex. Uh, everything here, yeah, give me, give me the Midnight Riders. And I actually, this isn't even me, like, uh, Harper on the pharmacist, but I think he blows that 20 point spread out of the water and wins this game. I usually don't predict big wins. I'm going to on this one. All right. Hmm. I wonder why you All predicted right. that on I'll, this one. That's weird. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take over right here for the game of the Get week. Get it, son. Get it, son. I'm going first because it's my team. We're going oh, to the Kirk Herb Street. We're doing Kirk Herb Street thing. We're, go ahead. We're coming across Vegas gamblers. I want to go ahead and get mine out of the way. I know what you're saying, but I am still gonna make a prediction. I don't know why I said that because it didn't make sense. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think we get the upset. And uh, I think we win big. Upset. We're taking Tom Brady's going down. And I got somebody knocking on my door. So go ahead. Hold on. Because Phil said it too. Do both you herbs, <laughs> you herbal holics, have the word MF and upset in your pick yeah, yeah. when this spread hey. right now. It's 236.9 to 237.6. It's not even a damn Look, point. And you guys are saying upsets. It was more jokingly when I said it because I said it, <laughs> it but it's only like 0.5 overall. Oh, my God. Can Detroit finally state and rise above the deficit? What? Uh, what what I mean? Mean? You said <laughs> upset. You're not even a damn point underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go River Rats here, too. Um, I think they bounce back and get a win. That's all I got on this one. <sighs> Oh, I haven't even looked at this because I could. I just pictured Detroit just rising above all the adversity and just overcoming this. this no one gives them a chance world against us in this 0.7 point underdog. And he is. I didn't even look at the points, Brad. <laughs> Are you taking notes? Yes. Oh, somebody needs to get in here and help this man. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, look at this. <laughs> Uh, Brady gets owned by the Saints. 
Brady gets owned by the Saints. Lamar is going to be Lamar. He's going to have a day. I just said Mike Williams is going to be a beast. I'm going to go River Rats as well. Um, just love, your, love your matchups that much more. So, whatever. We all picked you. Sucks. Upset. Oh, this show has been we, – we came out on fire, episode one. Episode two has been the KDFL Paul we all know and love. Okay. <laughs> this, is what, this is what the people will come to see, though, right. for sure. That's that's mercifully it it's for the actual so hard stuff. Yeah. Detroit, go over our, uh, you know, sign-off picks, last picks, do your thing. Take it away. Once again, we give you these picks. We don't condone gambling, so do not. Jesus Christ with that daggone <laughs> disclaimer. Go to the picks. Do the results. Our locks and our upset of the week, we both went 0-2. Goes to show you how bad we are at this. Uh, I lost on the Carolina minus five, and my lock of the week in the Lions over the Eagles was not good. Brett, you had Falcons lock over the Saints, lost. Arizona That's basically a win. You took Arizona, who got crushed. Phil, you had Indy minus seven. We all know how that ended up. And you took Las Vegas over the Chargers. So, with mine this week, my lock of the week is I'm taking the Saints two and a half against Tampa. For whatever reason, Tampa can't beat the Saints during the regular season. I think they've lost like four or five in a row. And my upset of the week is the Dolphins over the Ravens. And, Brett, you suck. Yeah. All right, for my lock of the week, I'm going to go Falcons getting 10 and a half oh, at, LA, at the Rams. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know they were hard to pick this week. What do you what do you expect? Yeah, you're good. So I was like, okay. And then underdog, um, Titans plus ten versus the Bills. Oh, not too confident about that one, but I'm gonna go with it anyways. Um, because the Titans in the good Bills are great. Uh, so you, you're taking them to win, right? Yeah. Yes, I'm taking them to win the game. Yeah. That's what. Those were tough to pick too. I mean. Yeah, there were a lot of big spreads. But yeah, whatever. Do, do not bet what I just told you. Just stay away from that. Amazing. Um, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Phil Ruxy. You can follow Detroit at Detroit eight three seven four. You can follow Brett at Brett Still Two, and you can follow the show at KDFL Podcast. All right. So there's uh, there's a lot more options for like uh, Phil was saying. We have to go at least three point spread or higher. Um, there's a lot more options for lock of the week. I tried to take advantage of the Cardinals usually strong start. Didn't happen. Ran into a bus stall. So my horrible luck continues. I'm going to Colts Jags. I'm going to go see Matty Ice in person, uh, in Nocatee with, with the, with the GM of the Zen Masters himself. So I'm going to root for points in that game to have a great, a great fancy game. I'm going to go the over 45 should be, should be pretty simple to get 23, 23 in that game and hit that over. Money line. I'm getting all my dumb picks out of the way early on my money line because we know I catch fire on those on the locks of, or the upsets of the week. One point off, but the Falcons. Falcons should have factored that in. We're gonna go with the the <laughs> the favorite team I forced upon myself this year. We're gonna go with the Jets to sneak one in on the Browns and win outright. A nice little You're bounce Mr. back Jet. game for Joe Flacco. J E T S. Jets. Honestly, another another pick I do love is the over under in Saints Bucks. 44 is too no, much. We're not doing that. Receivers hurt. I'm just saying, I like that one too. Um, so that is it for episode two, the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast for Mr. Jonathan Detroit Haynes for Captain Phil 
Roxy, I am Brett Still, and I'm going to say it again. We will see you next week right here on the KDFL Fantasy Football oh my Podcast. Gosh, stop.